Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today the topic is the weak link and how to not be that person. So what do I mean by the weak link? Well, if you have a strong chain and you put pressure on the chain, let's say it's bearing a great deal of weight, the weak link in the chain can break and then the operation is lost. The anchor sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Now, there are plenty of spiritual applications of this image, particularly to wives. So that's what I'm going to focus on today. Let's say your husband is getting ready to make a bold move. Maybe he's going to speak to his boss at work and let him know that he's not going to comply with the new pronoun mandate. You know that this might cost him his job. And at the last minute, you ask him to please delay, please rethink this decision. After all, you reason he might get fired, and how will you pay the bills? When the wife chickens out or begs her husband to compromise, she can hold back a very strong man. By begging her husband to reconsider, she may be putting him in a terrible position. Either he will have a situation at work that is intolerable, or he will have a situation at home that is intolerable. And this requires ninja-like skills on the part of the husband. He's going to have to work hard to get her on the same page, or he will fail and he'll have a very unhappy wife. This one situation may not be momentous in itself, but giving way to a weak wife may be a long-term game changer. And what will be the outcome of that? Certainly, Eve was a weak link. But we have better examples to follow, which I will get to in a minute. Perhaps your husband is going to have to fire someone who's not doing his job at work. But you plead, I'm in a book group with his wife. If you do this, it will strain our friendship and all my friends will see you as the bad guy. Or if you're married to a pastor, a weak link wife can beg him not to preach that sermon. It might offend people. It might cause their support to drop off. He might not get that raise. It might cause people to leave the church. These are just generic examples of what damage a wife can do if she is a weak link. She can undermine his effectiveness at the office or in the pulpit, and this is a grave danger. Ultimately, he is responsible, and he must give an account. Wives, open your eyes to your role as his helper and not his underminer. Weak-heartedness can cause great calamities. Christian men who want to be faithful will always encounter opposition, and if his wife is not behind him, it is a serious handicap. Rather strive to be a wife who's prayerfully supportive, giving wise counsel that is governed by biblical principle and not by emotional fearfulness. Here's a wonderful example for you of a woman who was not a weak link. And this is a story taken from a biography of John Knox, which my husband wrote, called For Kirk and Covenant. John Knox's daughter, Elizabeth, married a minister named John Welch. He was exiled to France due to his criticism of King James. He was a remarkable man. He learned the language and preached in France for 16 years. When his health began to fail, doctors told him he needed to return to England. So his wife, Elizabeth, went to petition King James herself. Just think of that, ladies, going before King James, who had banished her husband, and asking him to allow her husband to return back to England. So when she presented her request, the king asked her who her father was. 
and now I'm quoting from the biography. She replied, John Knox. He exclaimed, Knox and Welch? The devil never made such a match as that. It's right like, sir, she said, for we never ask his advice. The king told Elizabeth that her husband could return home if he would submit to the bishops. Mrs. Welch lifted up her apron, held it out toward the king, and said, Please, your majesty, I'd rather have his head here. That was the daughter of John Knox. That's what I mean by not being a weak link. She would rather have her husband's severed head in her apron than have him submit to the bishops. There are plenty more stories of courageous women in church history, and often they are in life or death situations. We can grow soft when life is too comfortable. So when God introduces hardship, when it is not a life or death situation, this is an opportunity to cultivate a courageous spirit. Women can really work their husbands over by being uncooperative, timid, and afraid when he feels compelled to do something that is going to require courage. But this is weak and fleshly. Spirit-filled courage is something else entirely. I think of a verse in William Cooper's hymn, God Moves in a Mysterious Way. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds you so much dread are big with mercy and shall break with blessings on your head. Mary got up in the night and ran away to Egypt when Joseph got the word to go. The Israelite midwives lied to Pharaoh. Esther staked everything on going into the king's presence without an invitation. Submission can require courage. Submission to God. Submission to your husband. Wives are to submit to their husbands as to the Lord. Ephesians 5.22 In everything. Ephesians 5.24 As is fitting in the Lord. Colossians 3.18 Even if they do not obey the word. 1 Peter 3.1 This is the kind of courage and obedience that God blesses. This is not being a weak link. This requires faith not always in your husband, but always in the Lord. He is the one who is Lord over both you and your husband. So don't give way to fear. Trust God. Be a source of godly wisdom and courage to your husband. Be a strong link (laughs) and blessings on all your labors and all your situations where I know you need this kind of courage. Thank you so much for joining me today. Blessings on your week. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around. 